Tales, I'm AJ, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now, my god we really struggled to stay on track with the storyline this week. I blame the fact that we are still trying to use a unique blend of alchemy and bare-naked luck to hone in on our signature cocktail for this podcast. This week's unholy attempt compromised of equal measures of Mr. Sheen, Brake Fluid, and Drambuie. Naturally, because of this, we weaved off down all kinds of strange conversational avenues of cod shit and nonsense. Now, on the whole, I've opted to leave those bits in for your audio pleasure, because I think they all add to the shit-speckled tapestry that chronicles our ongoing adventures. So, please bear with us if we get a little bit distracted this week. Now then, it's got to be about time for our weekly reminder that the content from here on in is not suitable for tiny ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Lewis, Raggy, Matt, Chris and myself for this week's episode of The Adventurous Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. All right, my lovers, let's get this show on the road. Fucking hell. Right, well, that was a palaver, wasn't it? But we are finally live. Yeah. Almost got a full house this week, except we are down to Chanel, who is on the mean streets of Sheffield fighting crime, uh, leaving the rest of the podcast to be predominantly male, pale, and stale. We have the bestial bard himself, Lewis Budden, the voice of Aristobulus. How are you hey. doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for uh, you. You waited for me, right? I believe nothing has happened while I've been gone. You've literally just been recording silence and uploading it, and I've missed nothing fun at all. Right? I've saved myself for you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like I like I was in prison. Yeah. You'll yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. wait for me, won't you, AJ? You'll wait for me. I've not looked at other podcasts. <laughs> I've listened to nothing. My ears are dry. My ears are dry. Oh, <laughs> right. Tell the good people what Airdron Dagger have been up to. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we've been on tour. I've the, missed a few weeks. Been up and down the UK doing some tour days. Uh, shooting a video, being a weatherman, you know, all that kind of stuff. Lost an you arm. Got new, you got a new single, new video? Yep, did the video for Hazmat, which has a rapper on it. So you should definitely uh, go and listen to that. And uh, the video is even better. I wore a wig. I uh, lost an arm. You know, it's all, it all happened. It went down. It's on YouTube. Go and watch it. Tell you what, Chris, when we get around to this, let's put a clip of it on uh, the socials. Yeah, I'll sort that for you. Yes. All right. Lads. Excellent. For those who don't know, it is indeed Lewis and Airdron Dagger who very kindly put together our theme music for uh, us. Yeah. Right, moving that? on. We don't have time to dilly-dally. Your friend and mine, the sauna sausage himself, Matt Durant. The voice of Belsia. How are you doing, good sir? I'm good. Um, um, I've just spilled some uh, Frank's red hot sauce on my floor, so not great. But big day, cryptic. <laughs> Did you say floor or fort? Yeah, I thought you said oh. floor, like oh. skin. <laughs> yes, I have. I I have spilled Frank's red hot sauce on my foreskin. What did you mean? I said fort. He is remaining remarkably calm. <laughs> if, if you're going well, to go to A&E... He's not entered the panic stage yet. That comes soon. <laughs> it's, it's the shock when the, the, your nerve endings shut off, so you don't feel yeah. the, the burning sensation. And then mm. a couple of minutes later, then the, then the pain starts. So I'll probably start screaming in a little bit. 
That's amazing. If you're going to go to A&E, definitely do it because you marinated your bell end in hot sauce. <laughs> that is the way. Right. Next up, we have... It's been three minutes. It's been three minutes. <laughs> this is premium content. This is why people come to our podcast. You tell you what, there's premium content. Come on in. Come on then, Chris Rag. Give us give us an update on your cardigan game. I mean, it's going strong. It's a little bit tatty, but you know, living my best life. I thought tatty was his IP. Lads, lads, lads. Cardigan game. Character jokes. Lads, lads, lads. Nobody wears a knitted cardigan quite like Chris Rag. He he cornered that market. Yeah, true. Oh, <laughs> now I'm sad. You're always sad. It's literally you're like you're <laughs> Number one sad boy. <laughs> right, Patty, no tangles. What the fuck are you up to? Uh, howdy doody, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, just had just had all just had all my carpets redone. So Ooh, big boy moves. Big boy moves. Yeah. And Matt, that means you're not getting an invite anytime soon if you can't keep the fucking Frank's hot sauce. That's fine. Well, I was going <laughs> to ask you who did your. Uh, can they clean a rug? Cut up a rug. <laughs> Can they clean a rug? Jesus <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Shaw's Barnsley. You might get a call very soon about cleaning up, cleaning hot sauce off a rug. She's <laughs> promo code hot sauce. Right. Hot, 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 hot bell end. Promo code <laughs> more caliente. <laughs> Speaking of promos. What's our sponsor, Lewis? Oh, let, Who's let, our sponsor? Let, let me just check. Ruffle paper. Ruffle paper. Um, let me ruffle it some more. Yeah, I'm just ruffling paper. Um, this week, we, uh, I believe our sponsor is uh, Godfrey and Sons Lavender Gooch Wax. Um, thank you. Lavender Once, Gooch Wax? Yeah, it's, it's Godf- had- Godfrey and Son. Thank you for that. Um, Tentalize your taint, I believe is their uh, slogan that I've got written down here. And uh, thank you for the sponsorship, as always. Why are all your sponsors always Gooch-related? I, I must be the targeted ads. I don't know. I don't know. But they find me and they sponsor us for real. So um, no one else get their payment? This, this, No one get the No? Just me? Do they wax your taint or do you wax your own taint? It depends which son you get or if you get Godfrey himself, you know. Is it is it like a subscription? A bit frisky. It depends. Godfrey's old school. He's the he's the... also when we're talking about taint wax. Is that like rip off taint wax? Like you wax it and then you rip your like. No, it's candles. Oh, it's candles. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. No, no one else get that. Oh, right. Okay. They what they wax, wax on your they, they wax you and you you can sell the candle. They give it you and it's like a gift, like a gift you That's can give. It's like a Madonna music video with someone dripping candle wax on the ah, tape. Yeah, and then yeah, you, they pull it off and you can burn it at home. That's... Yeah, but there's lots of people pulling it off to watch you <laughs> dripping candle wax. Good. <laughs> anyway, on that fucking note, let's go. AJ's, for... AJ's way of saying anyone at home pulling themselves off. Stop and be respectful. You know what? I was going to try and remove the explicit rating on this, but now I don't think I will. Uh, I wouldn't. What's the, where's the fun in that? And what he's really saying is you've got 30 seconds to, to wrap that up. And I don't mean... Yeah, I mean exactly. There's only so off. much frivolous time. We're already well into quality D&D playing time. Here. Imagine if that was a thing. If that was a thing. Like you had a, you had a time limit where it's only acceptable, but after like the six-minute mark, you, you, you're just being gross now. You know, That'd be good, that. What a world to live in. 
Are you glad I'm back? I know, I've missed you. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> like, like hemorrhoids or like a toenail infection or something like that. I've really missed it. Is there a ring that Emma has to wear? Six minutes, it kind of electrocutes it. Yeah, all a, a bit of wank sauce comes out. Wank sauce? <laughs> what the fuck is wank sauce? He didn't say wank sauce. I think he said frank sauce. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Recap. Recap. Right. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had attempted one of the least subtle robberies of all time in a bid to get Barbara and the bees back from the port Zoon Pound. Barely taking more than five minutes to case the joint, they'd gathered together in the nearby communal toilets in the town square and started planning how to get in and out without the loss of life or liberty. It was here that they were met by a mild-mannered goblin toilet attendant called Smear. Rather than taking the time to get to know him and use his extensive knowledge of the city, they just beat three shades of green shit out of him and hid his still-twitching body behind some long drops. Throwing caution to the wind, they instead opted to try and use the city's underground network of sewers to infiltrate the pound from underneath. Just one issue stood in their way. The sewers were a fast-flowing river of hot brown effluvia, ready to sweep away anyone stupid enough to enter their murky depths. Cometh the hour, cometh the gnome. Tatty boldly stepped forward, putting his tiny, teeny kahunas on the line, offering to undertake the dangerous journey. Swazzed up by Belsiar, who imbued upon him the temporary ability to fly, Tatty descended into the feculent depths of the city and raced through the tunnels, hovering just above the rancid river of rectal refuse. <laughs> but what merry hell was this? The way ahead in the sewers was blocked by a giant fatberg of detritus and unmentionables. Anything Port Zoon had flushed away and forgotten all about was stuck there in one giant bubonic berg. Not wanting to try and swim underneath it through the taint water, Tatty had to go potholing through it, his face dragged through layers of hot fat, grease and festering filth, coming out thoroughly violated both physically and mentally. But it was a price worth paying to get back his beloved wolf and Maud's bees. Finally making it to the sewer grate underneath the pound, our shit-spackled sewer sailor investigated his surroundings, discerning that many animals were in the room above, as were various staff members. But how to distract them? A giant cloud of fog, of course. Suddenly the pound became a morass of thick pea super fog, the staff and animals going haywire, evacuating the premises. Now was a moment to strike as the pound staff were running around, grabbing animals and getting out of the smoky building. The adventuring party charged in, investigating the gloom for their quarry. Long story short, Tatty was reunited with his beloved wolf Barbara. Belsiar found a talking crow called Cato. And naturally, Maud transformed into a giant dog and somehow got a bad case of the hot snakes, indiscriminately firing shit everywhere like a fecal Catherine wheel. However, the jailbreak was a success. The wolf and bees were reunited with their owners. The only problem was that there were now animals and angry pound staff everywhere on the town square, and the local citizens were starting to take notice. As Maud grabbed a pygmy goat as it ran by, the adventuring party turned round to see Smear the goblin, the toilet attendant, stagger out of a door, nursing a large bump on the side of his head, demanding to know what was going on. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. <sighs> Gets harder to fucking write wow. every single time. Uh, that was just like one episode. Amazing. <laughs> you crammed a lot of shit in. Yeah, like not a lot did well, did well there. Good, good narration. We're heading out of the pound, right? How's Lewis talking without opening his mouth? It's quite impressive. Magic. <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> oh god, that's Can such you all a see delay. Me now? Are we back on track? Oh, this is the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't change this for the world, Lewis. Right. <laughs> this is like a badly dubbed martial arts film from the 1980s. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> great podcast. This is great, yeah, podcasting. Just... See also here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This I mean, this is exactly what we deserve. Right. If I remember rightly, was I eating a cupcake at this point? Yes. You were you were like the MVP. You distracted the city warden by buying a bunch of cupcakes not having even cleaned your hands from the communal toilets and uh giving him a chocolate cupcake. Which is not a euphemism. It could be a euphemism. Ever heard of an example of an MVP? That's it. MVP. Uh, right, yeah. You, you, so basically, bloody hell, let's do a recap after the recap. You find yourselves in the town square of Port Zoon. Um, yes. Oh, no, I was changing. <laughs> right, yeah, I wasn't good. Raising my <laughs> no, thank you for raising your hand. Rusty or what? Rusty episode. or what? <laughs> sir, sir, you know I just barge you. <laughs> Enjoy, don't make me lag some more. I'll fucking lag more. <laughs> I like how you're combating lag by just moving more. Such a villain. Chaos. Chaos. Right, fine. I will share the fucking map from the other episode. It's been so long. Can I do a perception check to see if anyone knows that I'm with these guys? Because, like, as far as, like, I'm just, like, chilling and these guys come out, do, do people associate me with the jailbreak? Or am I all cool? That's a great question. Go on, make a, make a discernment. Ten. Uh, I mean, to be honest, the icing is so thick on the cupcake, it's so indulgent and creamy that you're just, you just, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I mean, at this point, it's it's pure chaos. It's every it's every citizen for themselves. There's just animals. Do you know, like, in every film at the end of the explosion where a single flaming wheel comes out? It's a little bit like that, except it's like goats and like you look down on the floor and a gerbil runs past your foot like there's just animals running in all directions ah, i like that um disguised i can't remember if i you are you are currently disguised as a port zoon city yes, pound worker. Right. yeah am i there you are there you were just sitting at the foot of a fountain playing a tin whistle yeah i'm brand i like it i, okay. I run away <laughs> Let's get, let's get this pie going. I run away. I don't know what right to what direction. Oh, I run. <laughs> where was that place that they said like it was a bit saucy? Then we get like did, like some like we get a map and they're like that's where you want to go for a good time. Oh, oh the, the, the bar that the uh, the the bartender that we spoke to mentioned. Yes, I've totally forgotten. But let's call it the unicorn's hooves. Yeah, can I run towards that if I know where it is? I think we looked at it on the map, so I might know where it is. I mean, you're all together. I mean, if you want to just run off on your own, I mean, at this point, you're all kind of together in the city square within reason. I'm sure they're going to follow me. Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's fucking let's book it. Do, do we have do we have do we have Barbara? You've got Barbara. So basically, oh fuck yeah, yeah basically, Maud, Maud's reunited with her bees. There's a beautiful moment where the swarm all comes around her. And the uh, queen bee sits on the end of her nose and they stare longingly into <laughs> each other's proboscises. And um, uh, Tatty, there's a gorgeous... Gorgeous is such a horrible word. Why do people... Why do, I hate that word. There's a beautiful moment where Lady... Sorry, we shouldn't dead name her. Barbara 
looks longingly into your eyes. The problem is you're covered in shit, um, and sure. the wolf the wolf is just licking detritus, filth, and smears of shit off your face. As there's a beautiful kind of coming back together of the two of you. I um I give her some good chin scratches, um, and say yeah, uh, let's get out of here. And then when uh, when we have time, let's 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 chat some shit. I want to hear everything. Are you talking to her in wolf at this point? She's looking at you like slightly bemused. No, I'm just talking to her like like a regular person who talks to an animal that can't understand them. Excellent. She's she's like rubbing herself against you, trying to get your scent back on her. I mean, it's not really your scent. It's literally anything that fell out the arse of anyone in Port Zoon in the last like two months. But uh, yeah, the, as as you all are on the square, you see now people are starting to take notice. You look over and some guards, some city guards start coming into the town square. Mir is screaming at the top of his little goblin voice. And uh, you see some people, the guards are now like pointing across the square at you. As you all gather yourself together, um, Maud picks up the pygmy goat under one arm and is like, this one's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to I run off. I want to jump. I want to jump on Hanash's back wherever he goes. And I whisper, put my tin flute away and I want to jump on his back and say, take me. Take on me who, where's fun. On whose back? Me. When Ash is, when he's doing it. And then, uh, <laughs> Leaping up, narrowly, narrowly missing, gouging your own eye out on the spike sticking out on the side of his head. You hoik yourself up, hoiking your britches and your like filthy robes up. You mount him like a, oh, yeah. like a he haw donkey. <laughs> I, f- I feel something on the, on the back of my hip and I just hope it's like a knife or something. You hope it's. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his tin flute digging into your, yeah, into your hip. Right, what are you yeah. what are you doing as there's still chaos going on as you look a small Shetland pony on fire like runs across the middle of the scene. <laughs> Where the fuck did the fire come from? <laughs> I don't know. Can't earn this. I'm sorry, no animals were harmed. Only make believe animals were harmed in the making. <laughs> Shetland ponies are mythical beasts anyway, they don't count. I'm running to the bar. Yeah. yeah. I shout crunk crunk fuckers scatter to the bar and we and we fucking we run. <laughs> what, out, there's only one way in and one way out of this place, so like we're gonna run that way. Like that's towards the guards. Can I misdirect? Yeah, because I'm still disguised. I can be like, yes, 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 yes. You're still may. in there, or they, they oh, disappeared into the the, the, the shitholes. So Belsia, you taking it upon yourself, looking like a mild mannered municipal city pound worker. Uh, you're still slightly covered in dog shit from Maud basically hosed you down. <laughs> but as you're uh, as as you try and shake off the worst of the back splatter, you um make your way over to one of the city guards. Um He's looking quite frantic. He's looking nervously around, beads of sweat are dripping down the side of his face. I just climbed out of the sewers, which is why I'm covered in shit. But they went into the sewers and I they're still in there. So we'd we'd better get some some dudes down in the sewers. He looks at you for a while. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? You mean they're, they're in the sewers? They're in the sewers. They're all over this town. What's happening? Um, some some kind of um, insurrection. He looks over as a badger run past his foot. He's like, Did, what? what? The insurrection? What the fuck are you talking about, son? What in the merry hell is going on? <laughs> as he basically has to take out a pike and start like fighting a badger off. Is it like... 
going after his sandals. Do I outrank him? Can I tell if I outrank him? Does a municipal city pound worker outrank a city guard? No, that's like walking up to the local town planner and asking <laughs> them whether they're going to perform a citizen's arrest on a con- constable. Right. A, no, on the constable. Be more British. Fucking, we've got Miss Marple over here. Fucking Miss Marple telling how it is. I panicked halfway through, so it came out as constable instead of constable. <laughs> most people wouldn't repeat it after they'd after they'd made that mistake. Well, most people aren't drinking no. cocktails, are they? I'm loving the new accent. This though. ain't your granddad's podcast. Mm. <laughs> you need to sound alert for whenever there's a new accent introduced. I think this might be your first American accent. You fuck off and die. Mm. Right. <laughs> there we go. Right, yes, as you look at him, he's panicking. There's a very angry badger that's finally been let out of a cage, which is currently trying to ravage his ankles, as he's trying to stave it off with the blunt end of a um, spear. I tell, him, I tell him, look here, son. You might be a city guard, but in this particular area of the city where there's a animal pound, the animal pound guard people call the shots, and I'm telling you, you better get your boys down in that sewer, or there'll be trouble. Fine. At mate. City Hall. Uh, <laughs> there'll be trouble at City <laughs> Hall. Same. Right, make me a persuasion check, I guess. Or intimidation. Would you like to try and... In- I think intimidate because I've... Go for intimidation. I've actually got a plus five to intimidation. I never get to actually intimidate there you go. anyone. I mean, you so. are a fucking crocodile. Oh, there we go. Twenty-three. Three. Uh, I mean, at this point, he Wait, Matt. What did you get? Twenty-three. Oh, <laughs> that's very different. Three. I was wondering why you weren't less excited. Right, twenty-three. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're telling him the um, the um, the problem with Port Zoon being quite a warm, temperate city is. All the um, all of the guards wear open top sandals, and the badger comes in and has clearly ripped two of the toes off the guard as he's screaming as gouts of blood are shooting out of his toes. He's literally like, "I don't give a fuck!" I just, ah! As he's like, "Medic!" <laughs> as he goes down with the badger on top of him, as he's like, "The sewer bars, the sewer!" Man down, as, man uh, down. The last you see of him, he's really got his fist inside a badger's mouth. Wait, what? He he pissed in his mouth. He didn't piss in his mouth. He fisted a badger. Jesus Christ! Obviously, very different. He didn't turn into a waterworks. He didn't a golden shower of fucking badger. If someone attacks you, the last thing you want to do is get your knob out. That's fighting one hundred and one. Well, we clearly train at a very different dojo. When I enter combat with wild beef, the last thing I'm doing is attempting to dick slap it into submission. Yeah, yeah, Lewis, don't be ridiculous. We didn't piss on the badger. We were just fisting it. He's attempting. He's basically holding the jaws of a badger closed as he's looking down at the two like bleeding stumps where his like where his toes used to be, regretting his career choice, wishing he'd gone into bakery like his father had. Right. Um as he looks over, you see, like, now the uh, the rest of the city guard. Some of them are looking over at him. Can they be bothered to help him? No, not very much. They're racing towards the sewer grate. What are the rest of you doing? Um, I'm currently on Hanash's back. Yeah, I'm going um, to attempt to just pass by the guards as they're running to the sewer grate. Me and, me and Barbara are going to just go super cash. Yeah, I'm going to follow a taste. 
Tyler's lead, I'm going to break dance out, but like in a way that, you know, I can still have uh, the guy on my back. Yeah, I might actually slither down your back and I might go on all fours <laughs> next to Barbara <laughs> as, as if I'm some sort of stealth wolf. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, despite me being you, an elderly Matt, old man. The three of you, not Matt, make me a stealth check each. Is it, is it like uh, a Lion King when they're like in the row and there's like Timo and Pumbra? And like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like but I am an old man on all fours <laughs> in the cape. So I got a 24. Excellent. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Maud in the non. I got, I got, Wait, what? I got three. <laughs> I got eight. Three, eight. So the gnome, covered in shit and low to the ground with a wolf, gets out generally unnoticed. Um, Hanash, basically carrying a cupcake. He was talking to a baker. He pretty much gets out naturally. The problem is the perverted priest crawling around on all fours and the giant blue demon (coughs) holding a goat under one arm. The guards start asking questions, and you see they're now, as some of them are staring down into the sewers, one of them turns around and starts pointing towards you. And there's a certain, like, people are pausing and taking in the group. You're all together as a group now. You're all standing by the man wrestling a badger on the floor. None of you willing to help him. Is that the only person that's nearby? Is it like the exit? Oh, yeah. He's the only one who's nearby. The rest of them are all at the end. They're now just starting to realize they may have been hoodwinked by a mild-mannered municipal city pound worker. Is there anything, like, um, that we can, like, block the exit at the courtyard? I don't know, like, a convenient wardrobe just outside or something? Uh, I believe. Let me check the old map. Wait, are in. they are they all by this by the sewer grate? The yeah, they're all down by Smear. Smear's dancing up and down now, pointing towards you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast a uh, fog cloud between us and the and where the guards are, uh, so yeah. that so that we get some cover and then just just break for the exit. Okay. As uh, suddenly, like a fog cloud lifts up, almost as though, like uh, I don't know, like it just comes, it, it it slowly rises up out of the ground. There's a thick fog, and you see people like stumbling around. You see sort of half silhouetted shapes in the um, fog. As you turn, you can't see any particular way to um, b- blockade the doors, but you can make a run for it for sure. Yeah, I think we. Um... I think we do that. Yeah. Are we standing on, like, are they, like, cobblestones or something? Yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering if I can use mold earth to make, like, a, a trench. Ooh, Ooh nice. That they can fall into. Poor Port Zoon. Imagine working for the fucking town planning office. Right. I'm technically a municipal worker. Hey. I can make a hole in the road if I want. <laughs> Them's the rules. He's got a good union. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. You, you work for the city animal pound. That's like saying I get to keep yeah, the animals. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a member of the uh, the 902 Port Zoon Municipal Worker Union. And see. Le- exactly. we fought hard. Don't fuck with the boys. <laughs> Don't fuck with those boys. Hard workers. Mar- Margaret right. Thatcher would have eaten you for fucking breakfast. <laughs> Tell you. Want to fucking... bet? Motherfuckers building a trench. This is what they needed up north in the 80s. <laughs> He's got very political very quickly. <laughs> I, I may be a southerner, but I'm fairly sure that all they did up north was dig holes in the ground and pick shit out of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean those miners? <laughs> Isn't that all that happened up here in the 80s? Isn't that mining? I don't know. <laughs> in, in a way, way touche. <laughs> I don't know. You mined it, we 
bought it. I, I don't know how it works. But, <laughs> but, I don't want to get. I don't want to get all political. But I'm saying. <laughs> oh, we're past that line. Is it, oh, we're past just digging holes. <laughs> so go ahead, Matt. You, you mind away. You can't mine pheasants out of the ground. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> Anything worth like having down south? Peacocks. Is that, pheasants, how, is that how your, your ancestors starved to death? <laughs> the only thing we ever mined out the fucking ground were truffles. And I'll tell you what, you're never going to hit a rich vein of truffles like sixty foot under the ground with dynamite. Like, I'll tell you that right now. Right, excellent. Now that I've killed the narrative. Um, Matt, what are you doing with your <laughs> just a sarcastic thumbs up? Shit, stop insulting the northerners. Right, excellent. Where's that? Yeah, I just why, think, don't uh, why don't we have a HR? <laughs> <laughs> we do, they work in the Philippines. <laughs> the complaints department. Life Is that just AJ's bin? We've got Twitter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Sorry, 23rd so generation miners, by the way. That's that's um, that's today's HR. Just, just call AJ out on Twitter. Start AJ Gate. Yep. Uh, <laughs> wow. Truffle gate. The day AJ was cancelled. Cancel AJ. <laughs> and then been a long time coming, if you ask me. Uh, long yeah. time. I knew he was dodgy. Sorry, Matt. What was you? Um, yeah, I can't, it, it probably won't be a very deep trench. It'll be like a foot deep, but it's five foot wide, a foot deep, just enough for the, the like trip over a little bit. You could do it. You could do it um, like underneath the door once we go through. So that maybe they can't. Yeah. They Once can't we through. go through, yeah, I did like a bit of a, a man-sized trench under the under door threshold, so no one can get out of the courtyard. So you dig like a cough of coffins with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd be ideally situated to municipal like grave digger, as you <laughs> remove the volume of a coffin from the ground as they start sprinting towards you you see them like running out of the mist now as you guys hot tailor out of the market you're making your way down the streets there's stuff going on around you you see keepers hanging out of doors you see women who are mid throwing a bucket of pierces out of the top floor window as they stop the piss freezing in midair as everyone turns to look at you like like street entertainers stop in mid juggling Everybody fucking turns around um, as you sprint down the main aisle. Even as you go, you see wildlife still going. Like, um, you see a man, like, punching a guinea pig repeatedly as it's eating his fruit in a um, <laughs> green crisis. <laughs> <When I say, laughs> what? <laughs> Can we slow down and... and- <laughs> <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making. I'm really sorry. It's not punching. He's having a dis- he's having strongly worded disagreement with a guinea pig. They're having a political debate over the north-south divide. <laughs> Stop mining my apples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see the butcher. The butcher's just like opened his door. He's slowly like just making cooing noises, trying to get the Shetland pony in. Mm. It's already on fire. Basically, <laughs> oh. right. Um, what are you doing? Yeah, am I still on all fours? Well, it's totally up to you if you really want to make this a pilgrimage where you crawl across cobbles on all fours. <laughs> it's, it's worked far. As you look back, the man on all fours is a good 20 feet behind you, still crawling slowly, <laughs> slowly, like a tortoise. Uh, oh boy, do I look good. <laughs> as you look back now, you see the man with only eight toes who's now propped up on his spear stave and a load of other people like running down the street. You're going to have to do something quickly because... Like a five foot and one foot deep trench wasn't. Right. I mean, 
It's fooled a couple of people, I think, but not a lot of them. Uh, it fooled it fooled the lower animals. There's a lot of mice, and um, I was going to say there's a chihuahua in there. Uh, several snakes. I want to I want to get the chihuahua. Please, can I get the chihuahua? You want to go back for the chihuahua? I'd like to. Well, I'm already quite twenty foot behind because I'm on all fours. <laughs> so, if anything, I think that would give me an advantage to pick up this chihuahua. Make me. I'm gonna make me a straight up fucking survival check. Wow, what's it made out of? Flames. <laughs> in the flaming animals have fallen in and set fire to everyone else. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the flaming chihuahua. <laughs> That'd be a good uh, drink name. That could be the cocktail that you're drinking. It's called a dark and stormy. Oh, I do enjoy it. Flaming uh, chihuahua. Flaming chihuahua is tequila and hot sauce. I think. <laughs> I got 19, baby. 19. So basically, as you're all running, it's absolute chaos. I mean, it is pure, pure chaos. You look over to one side and um, you realize a family of pigs have got into a massage parlor and you just see loads of like geishas sprinting out as like piglets are just running in all directions. And as you look back, you're like, where the fuck's Aristobulus? As you turn, you see him get off all fours, much like Indiana Jones going back for his hat. He pivots back, runs to where the guards are, reaches into the trench and hoiks out the chihuahua. Um, it just vanishes into his robe somewhere, a bit like one of those like professional ferret tickler guys who just have like ferrets and stoats up sleeves. He just secretes <laughs> a chihuahua in one of his loose silk flaps. And uh, he's back <laughs> loose flaps? I don't know. I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think you're wearing tight no. silk robes. No one needs tight silk. No, no, and I'm not wearing. I never wear much. You know, Aristobulus doesn't tend to wear a lot. So yeah, you're right. One of my silk flaps is where I'm. I'm hiding a dog. Oh, look who we've got! Oh, yeah. look who it is! Hello. This is like a, a sitcom where like <laughs> mom and we all cheer. Hello. Oh, oh mode of nightmares. Hello, how are we? Good. Good. We, we were talking about Lewis's um, loose silk flaps. Oh. He's just got yeah. a chihuahua. You've got a um, pygmy goat. On. What's he called? I don't know. You haven't named him. I have named him. I popped him. What well, if you were here, you Go could on. name him. I mean, you're not here here. Wow. Go on. I mean, you could what are you naming him? He's, he's called Marvin. So as the rest of you are running down the street with things on fire and carnage, you look down and, and Maud's running, looking at the pygmy goat under one arm, longingly into her eyes, having named the goat. <laughs> nice. You just hear her whisper the name Marvin. As Aristobulus, you you secrete a chihuahua in one of your loose silk flaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the chihuahua's gone. Uh, as he catches up with you, Belsia, you swear to God you can hear woofing somewhere coming from on his... It's hard to discern exactly which like orifice the dog is currently... You don't want to ask questions yeah. that you're not ready for the answers for, yeah. you know. If you're not ready to know, don't ask. How far away are we from the guards? Um, 20 feet. Imagine the opening. Right, base point. If I had to have a mental pop culture reference, it's the beginning of train spotting. Mm-hmm. Lust for life is playing. Yeah. So we're nearly getting hit. Yeah. Put in a occasionally the chihuahua drops out. And you, you go and oh. grab it. Like, uh, there's this frame action shot where two pigs come of a massage parlor and uh, Aristobulus leaps as his silk flaps in the breeze as he, like, hurdles over the pigs. 
Um, I like this. You I, are running, but you're going you're to have to do something because I, I know the city we, better I say than we you book do. it back to the port and try and get back to um, uh, Jibberstock's Jibberstock's boat. I mean, he. I'm pretty sure he pulled out of port because he managed to disenfranchise a load of cockle farmers, didn't he? Didn't he like plow his boat was, into a I bunch of still there? Ooh. Okay, that puts it. Pretty sure he murdered a bunch of winkle pickers or cockle farmers or oyster ticklers or I don't know what the fuck. I don't really do like, if we carry a running, are we going to get caught? Is that like all of you make me an athletics check. And like, what's our environment? Like, what's it, what's straight ahead of us and stuff? This is a target-rich environment. There are, there are. This is like imagine any kind of thing. You know, you were talking earlier about pulling a wardrobe across a door. If you want a distraction, there's 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 shops galore. So there's uh, like we've got twenty athletics check. Uh, and yeah, um, can I navigate it so like I'm at the back of like the party, but like I'm not stopping. I'm just kind of letting everyone go past me. Well, I meant everyone should. So I was going for an average uh, party check, but yeah, uh, it's good to know. Oh, you've got a oh yeah, it's just occurred to me that I'm I'm running, I'm running it, but I can fly, so I just fly. <laughs> uh, I got thirteen. Nice. 17. Yeah, you I mean you you're going hell for leather. But like the problem is you're clearly vagabonds and as the guards are running everyone's like yeah they went that way. Like because mm. but, but yeah as you look round uh you look up and you think you see like a leathery Mary Poppins but in fact it's Belsia. Uh, <laughs> just like with his leather umbrella. Like, not leather. I mean, crocodile skin. This is close to leather as you get. Like a crocodile skin Mary Poppins. Like, so what shops are we currently running past? <laughs> what shops haven't you run past? I mean, you've done all the usual ones. You've done the butchers. You've done the um, place that sells vegetables, greengrocer. Yep. Uh, yeah. The yeah, ones that you've got, you've run past a massage parlor. You've currently got a um, medieval fantasy lingerie shop. Uh, you've got a Reiki, oh, Reiki, I want to swing past Reiki that. crystal healing, and there's a man selling um, bespoke banjos. There's just a man who's like spent his life whittling um, couture banjos. <clears throat> now, all right, I know Belsi has more of a lover than a fighter, but that seems like a highly flammable shop. What lingerie? No banjos, but maybe lingerie. We don't know what they what material. To be they fair, lingerie kind of is meant to operate at candlelight, so I don't think they make them flammable. Unless it's a really fun night, <laughs> 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 you're not sure who's going to go up. What I'm saying Four play, is third degree burns. Foreplay, third degree <laughs> burns. <laughs> Why well, little column A, little column B? Yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying is that if you wanted a distraction that would stop chasing guards, maybe flames. I'm just yeah, throwing that it works. Out. Yeah, or an, or an old an old man in lingerie playing the banjo. <laughs> That's just another day, isn't it? Can really? I can I try and um, topple something over behind me to to try and hoodwink these hoodwink these these uh, these goddamn pigs? You can you can certainly try, my friend. Uh, you're three foot tall, so I you am. can kick over a bucket. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to be a bucket. I'm just going to throw so it like, down. Uh, Seriously, you, you tell me. You, your plan is to throw something across the road, yeah? Yeah. To try and slow them down. Um, it says I'm, oil. You is there oil? I mean, sex shop, sex shop, sex shop. Let's go to the sex shop. Lingerie. Fuck me. <laughs> like they wouldn't sell lube. 
<laughs> lube is not flammable. Lube is mostly water-based. It doesn't have a fire idea now. I'm not saying... reason here, but nobody's fucking smearing their genitalia in, like, paraffin wax. Get on my level. I'm past the flames now. I'm now on to lube. Keep Are on. there any um, animals on this street where we're, where we're running? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a, you know, like a horse and horse and cart. Oh, I thought you meant like a python. There's like there's a snake. <laughs> <that> just came... <laughs> just off the top of your head, just. Definitely I'm improvising. Right. This wasn't how I saw this panning out. Right. Um, as as you look round, first of all, you look at the snake. You shake your head, and then you look over at the cart horse mm. that um, you currently see, like a majestic beautiful it's gorgeous like the thing of wet dreams kind of like cart horse beautiful sinky silky flanks um proper like tied off bob tail tall i mean you barely come up to its knuckles like it's it's a tall cart horse um as you run up to its feet it's terrified of you much like most big things are terrified of mice cart horses are terrified of gnomes as uh, he starts wickering and ninnying can i run up, and, I can I run up and smack it on the ass Get it to run out into the road. How are you getting up to a cart horse's ass? You got a step ladder. You you like you you're really going up its tail like a fucking rope. Uh, I mean, someone else can do it. To be T- fair, Ty shouts at Hunash. Hunash goes and does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunash, smack this fucking horse. Oh yeah, baby. Hunash just glides a hand down the horse's silky flank. Um, make me an animal handling check. Do I want to roll low or high on this one? <laughs> That's a bloody good question. I get a 12. You run up to the horse. At first, the horse really trusts you. There's a kind of bond between you and the horse. It's it's a thing of beauty. And the horse looks at you and there's a trust as you just wallop your hand into its flank as it goes... As it, it, it kind of like... It proper full-on like um, hi-ho silvers. That's not a name for anything. <laughs> As it kind of leaps up onto two hooves. Tatty, you look up as the giant hooves like raise above you. I need you to make me an acrobatics check, Tatty. Why are you doing that? Can I ask how tall the buildings are that we're running past? As you smack a horse on the flank and it whinnies up, you look around and think, hmm, architecture. <laughs> um, I'm going to say blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 30 or 40. Some of, them, some of them are like two or three tiers. You know, they've got eaves. Um, most of them, yeah. You kind of like, I don't know why. My, my, this isn't going to work for anyone else if you're not British. Do you know, like Chester? You ever walk around Chester Nothing. City Centre where you get the nice kind of, never a man of culture. Yeah, a bit like that. Kind of, you know, nice two, three story old like buildings with, with beautiful kind of like wooden lattice frameworks on them with overhanging oh, yeah. eaves. There's kind of people now, you're making a hell of a hullabaloo as people are hanging out of first floor windows staring at you, kind of like. Uh, Tati, what did you get for your... Uh, 19. 19! Commando rolling out of the way just as a a metal-footed hoof slams into the cobbles next to you, sparks flying up. All of you racing past the horses at this point. Uh, Where are you, by the way, Aristobulus? Did you go into the uh, laundry shop? Yeah, I was just going to say, I I dove into the lingerie shop um, with the aim of getting lube or something slippery to put on the surfaces to slow them down. Bless you. So we're going to freeze frame a bit like uh, like a Quentin Tarantino film. Just as the horse starts pulling the cart um, forwards, we're going to pan to the leathery old man who's currently walking through a lingerie shop as the assistant comes forward and is like, Hello, sir. How may I help you? 
she's very like a very attractive um kind of like buxom tabaxi kind of like um who's who has some of the clearly wearing some of the produce i don't know why produce. i made this sexual produce man. she's <laughs> wearing <laughs> sexy cabbage <laughs> It's not that kind of produce. Oh, this she's, isn't. She's this not an arable farmer. She doesn't back it. onto the greengrocers. Okay, I see. Um, okay, <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought it was. Yeah, you just see several courgettes. You see some strap-on courgettes. No, that's not how this um, works. Yeah. Okay. Well, this buxom woman, uh, Aristobulus, is going to put his hand up against her her voluptuous lips and be like, "Listen, darling, I've got no time for your saucy games. I really need some lube." I'm concealing a chihuahua. It's not a euphemism. I've got no time to chat. As you say this, you see like two little ears like appear out from your chest. As she's like, "Oh, that is adorable." Okay, right. Make me, uh, make me a persuasion check. What if I make an animal handling check? Twenty-four natural twenty-two. Nom nom nom. Twenty-four. She's like. Right, I do not normally say this, but uh, look at that curtain. You see behind there's like a curtain of multicolored beads. She's like, uh, that is awesome. the uh, adult section. Hang on a minute, it's all adult, it's lingerie. That is uh, the section for discerning adults. It's the old man section. <laughs> this is the old man section. You notice as you go through the multicolored beads, it turns into a fantasy sex shop. Oh. One thing you notice is it's got a desk in the middle and all the... Um, all of the aisles go out from the middle. There's a particularly fat man sitting on there, like watching people. If you see spotty use kind of looking at scrolls, um, there's yeah. Quick point, quick there's point. As Aristobulus goes through the beads, I would like to pull the beads down and wear them like a cape. <laughs> I would not like to reference this. I don't look at her. I don't look Sprinting at anyone. Sprinting through the beads, ripping them off and wearing them as like party beads. You like run through majestically as the fat man nearly tumbles off his chair. He's like, oi, what are you doing? I put my hand up against his lips and say, listen, buxom wench, I've got no time for your talk. <laughs> He's a sweaty man in a string vest. I don't vest. see that down, right now. I'm light. in trouble, okay? I'm concealing a chihuahua and I've no time for his naughty words. <laughs> the, the sweaty man looks down at his chesticles which are kind of like there's like a hair growing up between his like crevice yeah. of his like <laughs> moves as he's like look what are you doing seriously what do you want i want lube i need a lot of it and i need it fast he looks down uh you see in the split second the look of a man who knows it's probably best not to argue with a horny horny priest uh he's probably been in this situation before as he's like oh, over there and he points to you. There's like all sorts of different lube. I mean, like it's Lube City, different flavors, different viscosities. Um, there's there's all Great. sorts. Great. I'm just going to start taking handfuls, I guess. There's no other. Maybe I'll start putting it in bits of my robe. Like I'll be holding it up like a kind of weird uh, uh, parachute esque thing that I'm just like taking my hand across the aisle hole and I'm just like just pushing it in. And I've just got armfuls of lube. Uh... Just covered in this stuff <laughs> a lot of it i imagine will be make me make, make me a straight up wisdom Ooh, check that's a different one bear with bear with we've got uh we've got a six 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 oh dear god right sprinting into another yes. aisle you go into the bondage section you pick up a bondage oh, harness back. you rip off all the different bits of it you strap it on yourself and you just you basically bandolier up with lube so that like you've just got like a chain link of lube 
as you sprint back out of the shop as a man's like, Oi, that is 14 silver. I'm going to say that I'm going to have to pay him <laughs> in approximately three minutes. <laughs> I debated, I actually debated trading the Chihuahua for the lube. <laughs> and then I thought, hmm, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> the Chihuahua looks up longingly into your eyes as you sprint out of the shop. Uh, you burst through the front of the shop, looking at the terrified-looking tabaxi lady in lingerie as you come out just in time to see a giant cart horse charging towards you with uh, carrying a um, cart full of apples on the back. Do I have to move out of the way, or am I just getting struck? Is this where we Tarantino freeze to someone else? Well, I mean, I, I would suggest you run to the left. As you look over on the right, you see guards charging down the street. Okay, I'm going to run to the left, but I'd like to start unscrewing the top of the lube and you leaving sort of gingerbread in it behind me. So no one else behind me can can run without difficulty. Does this make sense? It's like Hansel and Gretel, but unnecessarily sexual. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm doing it in a good way here. I'm trying to create a slippery diversion. You, does, so basically, you as the city guard charge up the street, riot shields in place... Missiles start pelting down on them as they look. Instead of flaming Molotovs, they're literally like covered in KY yeah. and lube as they literally like just start slipping yeah. like over each yeah. other. Um, you also like see the greasiest lubed up looking cart horse you've ever seen. Um, oh, yeah. As it all kind of it's a slick in front of you. Good. You're welcome. It's apples, cart horses. And oh, we have our title. Look at like that. the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but, but <laughs> pretty, pretty horrible. Absolutely right there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, um, we turn and fucking book it out of there, I guess, while, while they're distracted by all that lube and apples and the horse. It's a big horse. It's a majestic horse. Is there, like, a load of bed sheets hung up that we can kind of run through and change into, like... Togas. Togas. <laughs> Like, we're, we're like people have got laundry hung up in the marketplace. Yeah, exactly. You know, like in the cartoons. Like we're a bit notorious at the moment, so we need to toga up. Make me an uh, make me a perception check. Toga, toga. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Uh, I mean, there's not really a great deal in in the way of clothing. I mean, there's there's a um, there's an arts and craft and hobby shop. Uh, to one side, you see easels and paint and stuff like that. And uh, on the other side of the road, you see like a fortune teller with a store with a crystal ball. It's not really uh, a great deal. Um, you also see a bunch of school children that are out on a uh, school trip. You see them all like accompanied by teachers. They're all wearing bright yellow tabards and there's like a teacher every 12 kids. The kids are all like... They've come. They've come for a. Um, they've come to probably see the market. Uh, as you see, like a bunch of teachers all like stand back, just book it past them, just fucking, just run in. I mean, I guess we're heading at this point in the direction of the 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 bar that we've already been to. That's the only place that I can really so remember. So you run into the port. No, we changed the mind because we said the gym stuff wasn't there, so we were going to yeah. get. We we're going to go to the Unicorn place. I see. Wandering around in the wilderness, yeah. As we zoom out, Indiana Jones style, and we look at the map with the little dotted line on it, you're literally <laughs> just like weaving around with knobheads, like someone testing out a biro. As uh, where, where would you like to end up? 
Jibberstock gave us the directions to that unicorn something place. You, you, you want to go to the slutty unicorn? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, that bar has changed names. I think it's probably like a speakeasy. It doesn't really have a name. Hmm. It's like... Um, if, if you know. Right, yep. So um, uh, finally, with the directions given to you by Jibberstop, um, you make your way to the shop that you think is what it is. As you look over, what's, ooh, what's happened? I made a note about the unicorn. I've got the password to get in. Fucking brilliant. Excellent. I know this password. I really hope I remember it. Amazing. Um, as you make your way in, you're standing outside. You live around. You can't actually see the guards anymore. You're pretty sure that the apples, cart horses, and sexual lubricant have probably staved them off for a while. Um, looking over, you look over. You see Maud, who's leaning on a lamppost, sweating with a pygmy goat under one arm. She's she's looks like she is tired. Um, Aristobulus, the Chihuahua, is heavily breathing. You just see it with his little tongue out, just like. <laughs> I mean, it's done fuck all. I've been carrying it this whole time, but okay. <laughs> Interestingly, as you look down, you've still got several like canisters of lube in the bandoliers and a Chihuahua in one of the bandoliers. Good. As um, you just see it, like. Um, stressed. <laughs> Very fucking stressed. Okay. It's also slipped back. <laughs> It's literally like a tube of slicked back chihuahua good. covered in uh, KY. Can we um, to draw this? Oh. Uh, this is literally... I really do need to stop drinking whilst playing D&D. Right. As you make your way to the shop that you think the direction's where you stand outside for a while, it's a furniture shop. But you're 100% sure this is the right place based on your instructions. We, we go in. Mm. As you go in, it's nice, like a pine furniture. Like everything is to a high specification. This isn't IKEA. Sorry, IKEA, for you ever planning on sponsoring us. But everything is to wow. a high specification. Wow, IKEA that. is to a high specification, but it's low quality. Can we agree on that? All right, but high value can be. Right, <laughs> good. That's a future sponsor burned. Um, just one by one. Off they go. So no, no more flat pack furniture. Meatballs, meatballs, man. Come on, think of the meatballs. As you go in, really nice furniture, chairs, tables, the whole shaboodle. Out the back, you see a man like whittling away at a block of wood. As um, you're looking around, trying to work out what's what, you see like a, a uh, like a desk uh, with a man with spectacles. He's got a sawdust covered um, pinny on, standing in front of a bunch of tools. I go to the man. I say, I'm looking for something moist. He shakes his head like a man who knows that he's now got to honour an age-old tradition. He's like, sure, I can't offer you an ottoman. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to keep saying it. You see his shoulder sack. He's like, come on, I trained for like 40 years. Moist. All right. He points over to a wardrobe in the far corner. He's like, fucking wardrobe. Thank you. As uh, he stamps each of your hands. Like, each of you gets a little kind of, like, um, symbol of a unicorn's hoof on your hand. As you make your way, each of you very sceptically makes your way to the wardrobe. You open it up, naturally there's a flight of stairs. Um, You see that it's the passageway to a speakeasy. As you descend, slowly shutting the wardrobe doors behind you, you move down into an underground bar as the beats of music start rising up out of the bar. You realise it's quite a, like, hipster underground, like a hipster underground Parisian bar. You see quite discerning clientele. I mean, you say discerning. They're pretty much, like, 
Like this, this is part, this is party central. Like everyone is like dressed to fuck in this place. You're gonna have to specify that with me, I'm afraid, because <laughs> I've currently got a, a lubed up chihuahua with more lube on me. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's dressed to fuck here, <laughs> everyone is showing a little bit more flesh than they would do normally. You just walk past someone else who's also carrying a, a lubed up chihuahua in their bandolier, and they're like, they like give you a little the street? <laughs> Oh, how awkward! We're wearing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> As you see, the influencer scuttle off, <laughs> literally like crestfallen. Um, yeah, you make you make your way down at the underground bar. It's quite nice. I mean, very like you know, low lit, lots of press, lots of like flesh on show. Um, there's a pretty kind of like sexy swing band playing in the corner. Um, the only problem is they seem to be a little bit down on you bringing animals in. I'll, I'll concede. Um, don't worry. I'll be like, don't worry about it. It's a hat, and I'll just. Put it in my pocket. As you slide the you slide the lubed up chihuahua up one sleeve. The problem is, Maud is currently holding a pygmy yeah. goat under one oh, arm. Oh well, is it, uh, and Tatty is currently like being licked by a wolf. Um, yeah. Also, I've got a crow. <laughs> and you've got a crow. Sorry, I forgot about the crow. As, as the, fucking hell. As suddenly everyone's looking around, as like a beak pecks out of a pocket, and he's like. Well, never in my life have I ever been so fucking scandalous. <laughs> a man covered in lube. As the crow like pecks out, he's like, well, you do have good taste, don't you? As he looks around like, at the bar. Sure do. <laughs> Pop it back in. Does your crow have a name? <laughs> the crow is called Kato. Kato. Kato the crow. Just so you know, yeah. my lube up chihuahua is called Dennis. Put that in. Because he's a menace. You put that in there. Why oh, you fucking God. write that down, Dennis. AJ? Okay, this is my first pet, I think, in D anD D. So I think I could be wrong. This is probably your first pet, but knowing you, it'll probably you'll forget to feed it or water it or we'll like see. muck we'll it see out. You're going to find like six inches deeper Chihuahua shit. <laughs> I'm going to find in, like, the sleeve like three months that we're going to remember when this gets uploaded and be like, oh, <laughs> I'm just carrying a dead Chihuahua. Oh, why did Aristobulus get a dog? <laughs> it's like Matt every time he remembers his sword can I'll talk. I'll just add on my... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I could talk to him. Oh, okay. So much scope here. I will put in my inventory now one dead lubed up Chihuahua just, just to get ahead of the curve. <laughs> just keep him away from any naked flames. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> As basically, you all get yourselves a corner booth. Um, the Chihuahua and the wolf go off to have a little kind of alone time. Um, the crow basically just sits in the middle of the table eating the complimentary nuts and bar snacks as uh, you all order in a round of drinks um, and just generally try and go low-key as you've been attracting a lot of heat. And that's where we're going to have a drinks break because. We need to pause. There you go. I don't think we've ever crammed in more shit into the first hour of an episode. Oh, you get ready for the second hour. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's the thing on your T-shirt, Matt? It's a brand of clothing. From Helsinki. They make them in Helsinki, I think. It's all ethical and shit. Shout out to, to my homies at Makia. Is it made by tiny Finnish hands? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's made by Moomins in their underground Moomins. 
Um, are Moomins Finnish? Yes. Are they? Yes. Oh. I mean, your voice doesn't sound like that. Yes. <laughs> They're uh-huh. the most Finnish thing uh-huh. can be. Huh? <laughs> like, are they questioning the Moomins? Oh, yeah. Apparently, well, Morgan says that Moomins are persecuted for religious reasons, and they put them in factories to make uh, T-shirts. Wow. Sounds sustainable. But it's okay for Father Christmas to use tiny elves. Yeah, exactly. Apparently when you start monetizing the movement, people get shitty. Mm, movement starts mine enough to form a union. Also, Lewis, all we can see is your forehead. Oh, God. I thought this would be a slightly better angle, but it's just exhausting, isn't it? It's exhausting being me. All right, I don't give a shit if you can't see. You're just getting a little bit now. I I don't care anymore, okay? Okay? All right? I might move back a bit. Maybe that's better. I don't know. I don't give a shit, okay? Excellent. And on that apocryphal note... Is this this angle good for you, director? Is this good? Just go back to just enough face. Years years in the future, when we're a best-selling Broadway show and we've been adapted into a musical (laughs) and people look back at this footage... That would be bad. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. I can't wait to, to write the music to that. <laughs> Seriously, when Channing Tatum is playing Chris Rag and uh, Stanley Tucci is playing Chris Neal. You know what? I'll fucking take that. I'll take that comparison. Yep. Also, are you both wearing cardigans? How have I only just noticed that? Because you're old. All right. <laughs> Older than you are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, why I, that's why I'm making fun of you for being old. It would be weird if I was older than you. As you all look over, he slumped over onto the table. You realise he's had an aneurysm. I, I I want to be played by Chris. I want I want Christina Ritchie to play me. Yeah, that just tracks. just so you just so you know. <laughs> no. Oh oh no. Do you know who I'd want to play me in in the Broadway musical? The girl who played Matilda, who then just stopped after being a kid actor. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at you, Chris. And you're like, you know her name. What's her name? Come on, um, come, come, come on. He always knows. He always knows. I can't get to it. Get to it. It's, you can't think about it. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> Sally Field. No, no, no. <laughs> Sally Field's the mum in Mrs. Doubtfire, right? <laughs> <laughs> really? It's impressive. How do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I am right, Anna. Wow. Um, That's impressive. Do you guys not know Sally Field? Yeah, she plays. Um, the uh, mum in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> she plays Aunt May in the really shitty Andrew yeah. Garfield Spider Man. Yes. Oh, oh Maria. Sorry, Mara Wilson. That's Matilda. Mara Wilson. Yeah, I want her. I want her to come out of acting retirement. Oh, sorry, if she's not in retirement, um, and play me in the stage adaptation of Adventures Anonymous. I would take that, or a golden, or a golden retriever. You, you have a pick of three. I was going to say it would either be Steve Buscemi. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take that. Steve Buscemi or Alan Tudyk. I think would make great. I'd definitely take. I mean, Alan Tudyk isn't old enough. I'd say no. uh, Richard E. Grant or Alan Cumming. Oh, Richard E. Grant would be magnificent, wouldn't he? I want to see that. I'm just seeing what Mara Wilson's been up to. I mean, I think she's she's definitely still an actress. John Hamm is probably too beautiful to play Aristobulus, but I would quite like to see some John Hamm energy. 
Who's the homie that died last week? Um, I have to be a bit more specific. Millions of people die every year. No, the guy with the, the voice, the sick-ass voice. You know what I'm saying? You wet-ass, wet-ass pussy. That guy. Oh, um... Oh, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, and then he right. said Greta Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> wet-ass <laughs> pussy. Yeah, like, she's famous for that quote, isn't she? You know, our time is running up. But what about this wet-ass pussy? <laughs> like... Yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert would have been... Uh, Due to climate change, it is drying up rapidly. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe um, he would He would have been a decent shout. <laughs> All right, good. Big up Mara. I hope she's doing well. Shout out to Mara Wilson. Shout out to Mara. Shout out. <laughs> maybe she could. Sorry for, sorry for uh, claiming that you'd retired. I think that's a that was a it was a it was a big move. I think I think she's gone for this on purpose. Like she took that step back, she grew up, and it feels like she's had a good career. Big up. We are now the Mara Wilson Appreciation Society. Big up indeed. <laughs> Maybe we should get her on. I reckon that'd be amazing. That's 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 doable, right? AJ, yeah. you could do that. You, you, could, get, you did get followed on Twitter by like a by like a blue ticked actress, <sighs> like like an official. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? I'm redoing it. I'd like to see Ian McKellen play Aristobulus. I think he's got that kind of like range. He's got the, yeah, yeah, he's got the range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart, not so much, but Ian McKellen, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or maybe like a Ben Kingsley. Like Oh yeah. Ben Kingsley. He's already he's quite leathery. I think yeah. I think John Snow from Channel Four News. <laughs> or or I'm putting it out there right now. Gary Oldman also has kind of like yeah. a Gary Oldman is a fantastic shout. Yeah, that's the real shout. But the stage adaptation. We've really got that old man butt fucks vibe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know exactly. I just snorted out an ice cube there. I'm imagining imagining him from um, from Hannibal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, I couldn't remember who it was, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> you nailed right, it. Good. After that leisurely fucking stroll around who's who of fucking Hollywood, Let, let's talk about the upcoming uh, Doctor Strange movie. So everyone, what, what is this podcast? <laughs> it's the Mara Wilson Appreciation Club. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> She's only 34. She's only 34. I just thought she might be older, that's all. She's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it sort of checks out. But I, I don't know. I watched them as a kid, so I kind of had no sense of like, is this recent? Yeah, 34. This is like 22 minutes we'll never get back from our lives. Right. Bringing it back. There you go. Just gird your loins. Come on. Just bring it in. Right. There you go. As, uh, as you're all in the booth, you're round, you're several rounds in, you're starting to calm, you're starting to loosen up a little bit. Little bowls of water and snacks have been brought for the animals. As um, as uh, you look over, Tatty, you see the Chihuahua and Barbara looking guiltily at each other um, as they've clearly, like, scuttled off to a dark corner to um, burn off some frustrations. As um, I don't think you got conjugal visits in the pound. I was going to say they've just got out of prison, basically. So I'm, yeah. I'm okay with this. Yeah, why I mean, can, uh, why is Barbara always getting fucked by Chihuahuas? Isn't this the second Chihuahua to fuck Barbara? She has been. Um, she has been fucked by a few Chihuahuas. 
I think the difference was this time Tatty wasn't like pimping her out. I think the last time Tatty turned a bunch of silver for it. Yeah. I definitely didn't go into that into that bar saying, Hey, who wants to fuck this wolf? <laughs> what happened <laughs> what happened was someone's dog fucked fucked the wolf and then it just flicked me a gold coin and I was like, I'm a pimp now. <laughs> I can't even remember in the grand scheme of things as well where it happened, but I think pre-podcast you were tracked down by a bunch of elves in the wood. I think this is pre-podcast. I don't even think it exists in recording. You were trailed by a bunch of elves in the wood, and they managed to track you down because Barbara was leaking so much semen out the back of herself. (laughs) She'd been (laughs) fucked by so many other dogs that as you'd run away through the wolves, as you'd run away through the trees, she was leaving a trail of, like, dog semen. Just like a so, snail trail. Just... Yeah, which to an elf. I mean, an elf can track you by footprints. Like, like get your black light out. It was literally, like, seminal breadcrumbs. Like, across no the wonder Matt went off and pretended to be a 37-year-old businessman. <laughs> he did. Yes, I remember that. He stepped out from behind a tree and offered to sell yes, an elf yeah. uh, rope. Which was... Se- seminal breadcrumbs is a fantastic album name. Seminal breadcrumbs <laughs> is a... <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> and you will know us by the trail of dog semen. As a- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds biblical. Is it you, Jesus? You shall know me by my trail of dog semen. Um, right, good. No. Excellent. Right, good. Excellent. Bring it back in. Seriously, fucking hell. <sighs> Improv. Come on. Channel it. In the booth. Dark, nice candle lit. There's some sexy swing jazz going on. As you look, you see all, you know, behind the bar, or over the way, you've got nice bottles of light glinting off different colours of bottles. There's a man polishing the end of the bar. Um, who's, who's that sat in the corner? It's Maria Wilson. <laughs> We're all just hanging absolutely. out. <laughs> you look over and you see the slightly aged. There's various aged um, child actors who are out of work, who are just propping up the end of the bar, looking sad. Um, it's it's a nice place. It's a good place to hide. And being that it's actually a place that um, most people can't get into or don't know the password, then you know it's a good place. Good place to hide. Is there like a swagger shop? Is it? Do they have any like branded clothing merch that I can like buy? I feel like I need to get changed out of clothes. Um, not really. I don't think particularly. Um, I have I have they, some beads. I have some bead beads you could wear from a sex shop. Oh, I'd like some beads, please. Sex shop beads. Yes, it's true. You are currently wearing a cape of sex shop beads. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've worn them for a while. I'll just I'm gonna drape them round you like you're know, some sort of prince. <laughs> Ooh. I, I, I sway side by side making the good point. So as you make your way up to the bar swaying like I mean, this is a fashion risk. As uh, you make your way up to the bar, you see the it's incredibly trendy, a man with swept across Hair, like, looking very slick, like, shaped beard, like, you know, very finely quaffered. He's, uh, he looks like a man who knows how to make a cocktail. He leans over the bar at you. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were complimenting Honash, a la Chris Rag. Oh. Absolutely, a, yeah, a yeah. different person. Okay. I mean, the man, the man at the bar is, is wearing the fuck out of a cardigan. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it really, like, <laughs> it's like it's mapped to his contours. I say, boy, you are really wearing that cardigan. <laughs> As you look over, you realise Tatty's just staring longingly across towards the bar. There's like unbroken, unbroken beam of eye contact between the gnome and the um, quaffered individual. I, I asked for something strong and sour. Strong and sour? 
he looks at you. He's like, all right, yeah. As he like goes behind the bar, like gets some ice, pummels the ice, puts it into a shaker, looks. He's almost got like an encyclopedic knowledge. He like runs around, unstoppers things, swigs them around. You see him do the like shuffle shake of the um, cocktail maker as he pours it out, frosts up some egg whites, crumbles in some herbs over the top and slides you over the most mysterious looking cocktail you've ever had in your life. I take a sip, like keep an eye contact. Uh, and I put it down and I say, you son of a bitch, you've done it. <laughs> and then I walk off without paying. <laughs> you walk off without paying with only like one sip. Out easy, of the, most, the most expensive of bars. <laughs> As um, you get back to your chair, he's walked over, puts down a bar mat, puts your drink on top. He's like, it's called a witch's nipple. As he slides it over to you Um as he's like, I'll put it on the tab then, shall I? Cheers, darling. He brings a couple of dog treats as well as he like reaches under the table and feeds the treats to um, Lady and Dennis, who are kind of ensconced in post-coital bliss. They're kind of uh, they're kind of like smoking cigarettes and raiding the fridge, kind of like <laughs> take my breath away, da-na-na. Yeah, like, <laughs> take my breath away. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were yeah. going to say they're they're ensconced in in postcoital bliss. They're just like awkwardly not making eye contact with each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to get up in the morning. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> As the barman goes to walk away, slips on something on the floor, lands on his ass, realizes he slipped on Chihuahua semen. As he just hoiks hey, himself back up. And loop. <laughs> And so, what, what are you doing in this booth? Come on. Um, I would like to. Um, has the bartender gone back? Gone back to the bar? No, the bartender's currently rubbing his knee, having like taken a tumble. Oh, as okay. uh, he's like trying to scrape Chihuahua semen off the bottom of his brogues. Uh, I'm gonna walk over and and, <laughs> and look like I'm look like I'm trying to help him up, but I'm three foot tall. I'm not helping anyone. As he falls over, as you could give him a hand up, you're already lower than he is. On <laughs> you don't help him up. You you stop him falling further down. I say, wait, let me help you. Let me get a step he, ladder so I can help you. He pops his hand on your head like a banister and just, like, breaks himself <laughs> I say, that's, that's cool. That's fine. I'm used to it. Um... I say, can I, um, remembering, obviously, as I do, the description of the places where the uh, the four Emmentals were? Yes. Um, was there, maybe it was the water one. I can't mm-hmm. remember. It was either the water one or the the earth one. I meant to flag to see if they, if, if the coastal caves or the, um, the diver's grave were nearby to Port Zoon. As you talk to him, yeah, you chat away for a little bit. Um, you manage to get a bit of a repertoire going. Um, he tells you that he's aware that the Hogglehole Caves are slightly uh, to the south of the city. Um, they were like a place where children would dare each other to go down into the caves. The problem is the caves, kind of as the tide goes in and out, the caves, like, network's filled with water, so parents always told kids to be very careful with Hogglehole because there's many a story about people who went in playing or looking for, like, treasure who never came out again and drowned to death. Can I ask him if um, 
if it's possible to get there by like just walking along the coast or do we need to like take a boat out and then come back in? He looks confused at you. He's like, you're up the coast. If you want to go down the coast, you can walk down the coast. The caves are in the bottom of the cliff face on the so, coast. So they're accessible from floor. You're, yeah. You're yeah. Like, Dude, you know, because sometimes you, exactly. you can row out to sea and row back again, but your quickest way is to walk down the coast. Okay, cool. Oh, this guy's sarcasm. No, I was going to say. Oh, I was going to thank him for the dog treats, but now it seems like he's been a dick. Um, do we? As, um, you, as you look over, you just you you hear a voice, a very posh, well-spoken voice. As a little voice says, "Oh, he thinks he's a wise man, does he?" As the crow who's sipping on a tiny little gin is like. <laughs> Who paid for your drink? <laughs> I put it on the tab. He, My he man. Put it, he put it on the bill. Dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Dear God. As you, as you see the crow wetting his beak in a little gin, you see him, like, deep-throating a pimento as he kind of, like, catches it in his beak and he's like... <laughs> Can I... Um... Can I ask about the um, the other locations as well? I don't know. I know that the the water one was in the diver's grave in the Swabian Isles. I don't know where the Swabian Isles are. Cato is literally like, oh, pump him for more information. Why don't you pump him real good? It's like this guy. <laughs> Cato's my guy. For a, for a crow, didn't expect him to be such an improv genius. <laughs> so he's only an NPC. Don't worry about his feelings. Just pump him. Pump. <laughs> Rumpy pumpy for information. <laughs> uh, right. Hold your horses. Let me find out where the Swavian Isles are because I've already forgotten. I think they're off out. Who is the voice belt here? Because obviously he's a croc. So he's going to be voice actor. So we could get anyone for that. Yeah. Sorry, right. The Swavian Isles. Patrick Stewart would be good for them. I think Stewart <laughs> would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So the Swavian Isles are all the way out to sea. So you would know where Dark Toe Isle is yeah. across the Drag Shallow Reefs because that's where the Plank King is. If you go all the way north, that far out, but go north, it's just above the... Just above Dark Toe. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I offer to buy the bartender a drink or like put a drink in our tab? For uh, him? Pardon? For him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as you offer to buy him a drink, he's like, yeah, I can't drink on duty, but I'm more than happy to have a drink afterwards. I say, um, have you seen any like fancy elves knocking around these parts? Uh, we lost a friend when we try and find them. We know he's in a city. Don't know if it's this city, though. Oh, I see. As he, he's literally like, you see him like pick up one of the glasses and start polishing it with a rag that he's got around his belt. As he's like, fancy elf. Um, yeah, it goes by the name of Theolian. Not ringing any bells, to be honest. You've got a lot of high rollers who come in here occasionally, some highfalutin elves come in here, but Theolian ain't ringing a bell. I mean, they come in here, they use the gambling tables and they, they fuck off, but like, don't think so. Theolian. Any, anything I should know? Like, any. Is he, identifying things. Is he lost an eye or something? Or is, is, is he broken somewhere? I don't remember. He might have lost an eye. Huh? He might have lost an eye. Lost Between an eye. one and two eyes. Well, um, who saw him in the vision? It was Petunia. Did she say he was like in like racks? Yes, just for the sake of storyline. She said that he was begging in a city, he had snow blind eyes, 
and then he had like a beggar's plate out and he was um but he she didn't she said she would tell you what city when you found her the fifth emmental yeah um you know what fuck it let's you can't just it. pump every npc for information well we've got to get it somehow um <laughs> get pumped um does he know anything about the underwater pump volcano pump him pump him don't you know the pump everplume everplume um wait for your drink bitch <laughs> he said he's not hugely aware of exactly where it is but it is certainly somewhere around the menagerie coast cool he's like he's he said he's not one to be nautical he said he's only got land feet <laughs> a person water at his feet <laughs> as he uses it to wash off chihuahua semen he's like oh yeah <laughs> and last one I promise you um does he has he ever heard of uh the storm El Bastado? Has he ever heard of the storm? Yeah, he's like it's like fuck me, you come in here, you fucking pump me dry for information. He's like, Yeah, I'm making this sexual. <laughs> it doesn't have to be sexual. We pumped him, Chris. What's wrong with that? We pimp we pumped him. Just give him ten minutes between pumpings, all right? He's got to reset. As um I offer him a cigarette. <laughs> you offer him a he, he takes a cigarette and he goes and sits at the end of the bar, lights it up, and he's he's like, yeah, yeah, our bastardo, he's, a, he's an old weather system. He comes in and he cleans the fucking place out. Like, nasty weather system. Everyone battens down for a few days as El Bastardo ravages the coast. Like clockwork is. Like clockwork. <laughs> how, often does it, how often does it roll in? Once a year. Once a year. Okay. When well, was the last time it rolled in? Thank you. Uh, like... I don't know, 50, 50 odd weeks ago. <laughs> in five weeks. <laughs> Depends how much you want a montage scene. With. And all everything's abandoned, including the banks and places of rich. <laughs> yeah. You know, people just lie in the street with their legs open. No. Like, what are you talking about? El Bastardo comes in and fucks everybody. <laughs> yeah, just sweeps away women, children, like, you know. No, but, you know, like, you get damaged. I mean, we're okay. We're an underground speakeasy bar. But, you know, all the traders will generally, like, you know, batten down the hatches, you know. Occasionally it'll blow a few roof tiles off. You know, the ships don't like sailing out there. Many a ship smashed on the rocks during El Bastardo. Like, you just... It's one of those things. I mean, you know, like you know, the surfers love it, fucking go mental for it on the breakers. But like, you know, the sensible ones among us, you know, we go inland for a bit, you know, take a week's holiday or something like that. Like, mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mother Nature is not to be fucked with I, unless um, you want horrible tide marks. I say um, put another put another drink on um, on our tab. Thanks for um, thanks for the info. Sorry for the sorry for the pump and dump. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all right. I'm gonna. Um, the, the I'm, gonna I'm gonna turn to um, turn to the. Rest like, of the- could you uh, clean up after the dogs? By like, um, ladies currently just keeled over on her side. She's looking particularly bloaty, as the Chihuahua is currently just like sitting in like an ashtray full of ice. Currently, he's like he's he's recovering. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a, lady, ladies looking like a bagpipe like a lovely bowl of soup down there <laughs> <laughs> you just you see a chihuahua with swollen testicles he's, he's blue balling it but 
He's like, yeah, if you could clean up after that. Okay, fair enough. Um, it's gonna... all it's all on the bottom of the table. As you look underneath the table, it's kind of like a winter wonderland. Of kind of like... It's, like, it's like chewing gum stuck to the yeah, end like, of the like table. It's like silly string. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn to the rest of the group and say, um, I say we... Do we know what? Do we know roughly what time it is at the minute? Just like a bloody hell, pick a time of day. Uh, it's early evening. It's like seven o'clock. Okay. Um, I say we stay here for a few more hours, um, and then we make our way down to those coastal caves. Um, Hoggle Hole. If we can, yeah, that was it. Hoggle Hole. If we can get there just by land, um, then I don't think there's really a problem in traveling traveling at night. I think we should stay here for a bit longer until the the heat. The heat comes off us. Um, get a couple more drinks, um, and then um, make our way to the make our way to Hoggle Hole. Okay. Whilst all of this is going on, whilst Aristobulus and Hanash have been pumping uh, the barman for good info, what's Aristobulus been doing? Oh, me. I'm a, I would like to order um, seven pina coladas, absolutely rammed with maraschino cherries, please. Obviously, this is going on the tab. Right. <laughs> okay. So. Um... <laughs> As as the main bar staff have basically been embroiled in this kind of information download to to Tati Tati to Tati and Hanash Tati Tati, um, they've had to get one of the lower workers. So they basically got like the shift cleaner in, who's like just banging out cocktails to keep the bar going because these guys have distracted the only bar staff they've got. So like. The cleaners currently making low budget cocktails for all using completely wrong measures. It's the strongest penis colada. Pina. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that Freudian slip. <laughs> it's the strongest penis colada. I knew when you mixed up Tati and Aristobulus that we were in for something big tonight. Stop the podcast. It's, it's, all, it's all over. That's it. Oh, sometimes sometimes, right. sometimes uh-huh. when you dream or when you have aspirations of how well something's going to go, you, your your dreams hit like a barrier and you think, oh, no, mm. we're just going to crash and burn. But actually, your dreams soar forevermore. And then AJ <laughs> says, penis colada. Yep. <laughs> Best thing that's ever happened, ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got a thick and foamy head on it. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So as you've got your um, purple-headed pina coladas, all six of them on the bar with maraschino cherries in it, uh, what is Belsiar mm-hmm. doing? Um, I'm just talking to my new crow friend, and I'm just like, he's like the slightly older kid at school. I just think he's so cool, even though he really isn't. I'm just like... He's such a funny guy, Kato. Yes, well, I mean, I didn't ask for this life. A fucking evil necromancer. Thought I'd make for a good bedfellow. A necromancer, you say? Yes. Were you always a crow? Yes, I was just a common or garden crow. And then one day I died. And then the next thing I know, I've been fucking brought back from the dead by a fucking necromancer. And I can talk. You're an undead crow. Yes. Is oh, is that your line in the sand? You were fine with talking crows, but now that I'm undead and a talking crow. No, no, no. It, it just makes you cooler in my eyes. Mm. Is it possible to learn this power of undead crow necromancy? I think it's just necromancy. But yes, if you 
Interesting. Are you asking me to teach you the dark arts of necromancy? I have some dear friends of mine who died, and I'd like to see them again, if I could. Yes, but the thing about death is, it's only in the finality of it that we really, truly learn to appreciate what we have. There's no point in bringing everything back willy-nilly. Otherwise, what would be the point in living? What if their deaths were just a tragic accident that you never meant to happen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, but where do you draw the... Look, seriously, would you like me to... Is necromancy something that you're interested in pursuing? Well, it's one of the subjects I was going to study at, at, at wizarding school before they kicked me out. You don't get to yes, go until third year. Yes, I don't think you learn necromancy at a communal garden wizarding school. Well, that's all the more reason to... I don't know, it was that or tyromancy. I was never one for the, you know... I thought tyromancy was forbidden as well. Yeah, that's... Pretty much anything boring. with mancy at the end <laughs> is the, off the books. The, the five big mancies. Never Nancy with the Mancies. That's what they say in wizarding circles. But yeah, I was never one for conjuration or any of that. It's it's all about the uh, the forbidden Mancies for me. So, yes. Uh, perhaps you and I can can learn something. Yes, absolutely. No, I'm more than happy to 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 start you down. the The problem with necromancy is it's a dark path to go down. It really is. As he turns and sips from his gin. As he as he comes back, and so anyway, look, I do I do appreciate you. Um, I do appreciate you having a word. I mean, yes, I am somewhat imbued with the necromantic arts. It's at this point in the episode that we're going to pan back to Tatty, who's just thought, how is he going to pay the bar bill? As Tatty reaches into his backpack and whilst he's moving things around, looking for his purse pulls out the long-dead form of Gaspard the spider, who he's forgotten <laughs> to water. As Gaspard is just... Forgotten to water? He's not a plant, he's a spider. You just see the long-dead, rictus-dried-out form of Gaspard. <laughs> you see the crow look over, he's like, look, there will never be a better opportunity than this. Do a necromancy, do a necromancy. I say, um, I, I just, like, while I'm, as I'm holding Gaspard... I just like close my eyes in like a moment of a moment of prayer, and I say he died doing what he loved, crawling around in a, a, a dark open space. <laughs> and as you see a single tear roll down Tatty's cheek and drip off the end of his nose, as it falls infinitesimally slow as it lands on top of him, you see the crow saying some summoning words. As you hear the crow saying. Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jim Step in time. Step in time indeed. As, as you hear, there's a sudden like, as you see Gaspard like reanimate, as he is like, Gaspard's like, he's like, Gaspard the spider is like, Bojangles, you son of a bitch, would it have killed you to? To put a fucking fly in the bag once in a while. Sorry, man, you've got to do your own. You've got to do your own hunting. As you see him, like you see Gaspard the spider, like almost um, moisturizing. Like he's clearly like desiccated as he slowly like moisturizes. <laughs> and up, like, all of his legs reanimated as he's like, 
Sacre bleu, you son of a bitch. What, you motherfucker? Would it have killed you one time to bring me out of the fucking bag? I don't know, man. It's only been like a day. I thought you were it fine. It has not been a day, you son of a bitch. <laughs> We've got, you, you, are, you are out of the bag on, on the way to Port Zoon. We were only in Port Zoon about half a day. And then we, you we turned went... me into a spider jerky, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Well, this is your opportunity to go hunt for some food. That's great. <laughs> go talk to the bartender. He's, he's really nice. He scuttles off out of your field of vision. You have no idea where he goes. He's dragging his egg sack behind him. It's getting bigger and you see it like pulsating and rippling like under the surface. You see like thousands of little... As he drags off, as basically we pan back to the crows, like, the crows like, yes, as I said, the dark hearts. Can we keep that as the necromancy law in this podcast now? That it's just like Mary Poppins songs is necromancy. <laughs> We say, guys, better lawyer the fuck up if we're going to keep using that. <laughs> no. No, 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 it's similar. It's similar, but it's it's different. It's definitely different. A spoonful of lube. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good. 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 Right, and that's happening. Right. So, in all of this, you've got the information you need to know. Barbara is fucked out. Like she's proper. Like Ugh. just. <laughs> I didn't like that phrase at all. Barbara's just lying on her back with four feet in the air. <laughs> seven cigarettes in her mouth, like oh. she's seven cigarettes in her mouth. Just underneath one of the fans, one of the rotating fans. She's just drying out. Oh man. Oh, really trying to have a wholesome friendship with my wolf. I, I, I wish Chanel was here. <laughs> I wish Chanel was here. <laughs> <laughs> the Chihuahua is just in a little ashtray full of ice, just steam coming off. Steam coming off his balls. <laughs> like a sauna. Little guy fucks like a freight train. <laughs> That's it, guys. We said all of the words. We finally said them all. <laughs> we, we, we said all of the things. We can stop now. Right. It's been a few hours. As the barman comes, he gets the bill out. It literally, like, unfurls onto the ground. And he's like, that is uh, 43 silver, please. Yeah, I've got this one. (laughs) Or, or, hear me out. I'm glancing at the chihuahua. I'm glancing at the bill. I'm glancing at the guy. I'm thinking, maybe it's time uh, I brought a dentist out with us. He's been a good compadre. I'm thinking, I'm going to bend down. I'm going to fucking launch this chihuahua at his face. <laughs> that is not where I saw this going. Yeah, I thought you were just going to try and sell the dog to yeah, this I guy. Sell? No, 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 no. Weaponize your pets, people, okay? <laughs> Weaponize them. <laughs> the Much better. This is, this is it. We're, we need to arm Britney and weaponize our pets. Think about this, okay? So... And that's what I'm doing. I don't know what kind of role that is, AJ. Mr. Rules. Mr. God over there. All right. You tell me what I got a role to dash this chihuahua at the man's eyes. I've been DMing for a long time and nobody has ever asked me what role it requires to try and dodge a bar bill by throwing a horny chihuahua. Covered in loop. See, as Tati goes to reach into his purse for the 43 silver, you want to pick up Yes. A chihuahua and yes. throw it. It's covered in lube. It's technically my chihuahua at the minute. And yes, 
I want to throw it at the man. Um, I'm going to say it's... Pr- I think it's in the player's handbook on page 37. The rules. I the- would imagine when they wrote the rules of D&D many years ago, probably in the 70s, pushing into the 80s, this is exactly the scenario that they had in mind when they created the animal handling check. Mm. <laughs> One man, I guess, some some pervy weirdo is going to be throwing a lubed up chihuahua at a barman one day, and we're going to need something, something to carry that narrative. Okay, what's it going to be, guys? What should it be? What about animal handling, Dennis? You've done it again. <laughs> animal handling. No. All right. Well, I've got great animal handling, and I just rolled a fucking nineteen. So we're looking at twenty-three in total. Twenty-three. Yes. The dog just does it for him. Like he doesn't even launch it. The dog just fucking. I, I want it to like completely Im- embed itself in the man's eyes. <laughs> as um, as you hurl the chihuahua at the man's head. First of all, you have to scoop the chihuahua up, which is difficult trying to get purchase on a lubed up chihuahua. But as you finally manage to, and you go, you go for an underarm. Many people would have gone for an overarm bowl, but you went for an underarm lob. As for a moment, the lubed up form of the chihuahua arcs through the air, catching the glint of candlelight as it makes a perfect kind of parabolic arc through the floor. As you look over, you see Barbara on her back with all four feet up watching in terror as it comes back down and splats onto the side of his face, much akin to a face hugger from Aliens as he has a lubed up chihuahua just like leaking fluid into his face as he falls backwards screaming goes through a table that turns into splinters and you just see him rolling around on the floor um, as he knocks over a candle and uh, Keep going. Can't tell what's happening, but a small <laughs> micro explosion happens from the something's on fire and he's screaming. And there's a there's a burnt salty smell coming from I'm just gonna, well, boys. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sigh really loud and just go Alright, let's go to the fucking cave. <laughs> All you can see you can see two legs flapping around from behind the bar, like just kicking. And just a small bonfire. Right. I think Aristobulus deserves a little bit of that, that silver as a, as a thing. <laughs> hey, uh, my silver is your silver. I just like how we've uh, narratively come full circle to how we first started our adventures. <laughs> yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you go to leave, you see the, the band are looking slightly scared. They kick it up a key just to really kind of like... <laughs> A Westlife, a Westlife key change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Westlife key change. As you look over, the flames are really starting to lick over the bar now as the legs stop twitching. As you as you make your way up the stairs, you walk Oops. out of the wardrobe, closing the door. <laughs> do I do? Do we lock it? Do we lock the problem? <laughs> <laughs> As you go to walk, the first flames start licking from underneath the wardrobe. Oh. <laughs> it it's all pine. The shop's all pine. <laughs> this is not a good <laughs> It's the worst place to catch on fire. 
<laughs> as you all walk forward, Hattie and Maud are at the front. Maud with Marvin the Pygmy Goat underneath. As we pan back, we see uh, Belsiar and Hanash at the front and back, each of which Belsiar's holding the front two legs of Maud, who's too, like, fucked out to walk. <laughs> like, they're just holding her by her legs upside down. Do you mean Barbara? Yes, uh, I really hope you but- mean Barbara. <laughs> What did I say? <laughs> she's also she's a. We don't know where she's been in a speakeasy. <laughs> she's too fucked out. We'll we'll, um, we'll edit that out of the podcast. She can't hear me. Um, <clears throat> as you carry Barbara out, she's she's uh, too full and too fucked out to walk. Oh. As um, Belsiar carries her front legs and uh, Hanash carries her back legs. As you slowly shuffle out to the pine furniture shop. As uh, there's a there's a piney burnt smell coming from the speakeasy. Piney, furry, salty smell. Salty smell. <laughs> as you you can hear the sound of the band just kind of like really coming into land <laughs> as they're trying to finish their set. It's the first gig they've managed to get in quite a while, and they're desperate to play. Uh, they realise the venue is burning down. <laughs> it's gone from like Star Wars cantina music to like the Whiplash soundtrack. <laughs> they heard someone from NME is going to be present, and they don't want to bail on the gig. Uh, as the rafters come down, uh, they're still playing. Uh, as you make your way onto the street, uh, you can just about hear screams coming from behind you. As you, it's now uh, night time uh, in Port Zoon. As um, the city, you know, it's a different kind of people who come out at night. It's still busy. It's not exactly the same kind of denizens that would be around during the day. Uh, There's bawdy party types, sailors, ladies of the night, men of the night, animals of the night, all sorts of things. As um, you set off on your way to try and make it out of the city on your way. Did you say you're going to Hoggle Hole? Yeah. Mm. So you start making your way to the city gate on the north of the city. As you start making your way towards the gatehouse, you look back and you just see a fire blazing in the distance, high up, uh, as you hear bells ringing in the city, and um, you feel like you, it's a job well done. I assume Gaspar died in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> as he went off to go hunting. I just like, he died doing what he loved, crawling around a dark place. <laughs> As you hear a voice out of your bag saying, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you, you it again. <laughs> I love this As you walk away from the city, spider. you make your way out of the gates. You're walking down the road. As you hear bells ringing in the city and panic and screams as you see fire coming out. Belsia Cato turns to you and says, is it always like this? Yes, it is, my friend. Yes, it is. And that is where we will pause. Yeah, credit roll. <laughs> hey there, pod. It is just me again. How the merry hell are you doing? Well done for sticking with us there, everyone. Especially you, Mara Wilson. I'm so, so sorry. Wherever the hell you are, my friend, stay tipsy. 
Thanks so much for swinging by again this week. We really appreciate each and every one of you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now then, assuming you've made it this far, why not hit that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? Better yet, give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on and help spread the word of our sordid shenanigans far and wide. As ever, you can find us on all the socials. We're on Twitter, at Adventurers, A-N-O, number one. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at Adventurers-Anonymous.com. You can also find a whole range of merchandise. If you want to go to our website, you'll find the button at the top that says Merch, and in there you can find a whole plethora of inappropriate T-shirts, hoodies, hats, bags, you name it, we got it. Why not get in there and help support the podcast by buying some sweet, sweet merch? So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Lewis, Raggy, Matt, Chris and myself. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.